Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm here with Jalen. Hey, hey y'all. I think this is a record for you. I think this is the fourth week in a row you've been on, so that's pretty good. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> things off right away with our question uh we actually are posting our question a week beforehand so you guys can get your answers in we're gonna read them out join in on the fun this time we're reading them from thread so the question is who from star wars would thrive as an avenger we have a lot of answers on this one but i'm gonna go with a few here we got so we have chaos in comics he says lando i thought that was a really good idea i think the banter would be super good we've got chris morrow who thinks anakin yoda mace windu mace windu has that kind of like badass personality that'd be super dope a lot of people said Chewbacca, including uh, Dr. Quinn and Silver Canuck. <laughs> These are great names. These are all on uh, threads, guys. I uh, said Poe Dameron, see how they would do against Moon Knight, which, again, yeah, same actress, that's super cool. Alien Bed Phoenix, that's a dope name. Darth Jar Jar, I'm a big Darth Jar Jar fan, I believe in the theories. And then uh, Scofi says Yoda, using the gif for Yoda. And then we have some, uh, like, uh, Mark, I'm going to say Mark, it's a long name, <laughs> but Mark... Says Ray, and I think Ray would do really well. A bunch of them, guys. Shout out to everybody who messaged us on threads with that. I appreciate that. But that's some really good ones. What do you think about some of these? What do you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like the idea, Ray. Really, I think anybody that's force sensitive, but you know, someone strong with the force would be cool. I love though Kylo Ren and his whole backstory and his, you know, this character. So it's like to see that bad kid turned good, kind of a Punisher story, but you know, put him into the MCU. I think that'd be that'd be pretty cool. All right, so this week it's going to be kind of a short one because it's just some a few big stories. we got the Microsoft layoffs. We have new trailers for uh, Avatar and for Ghostbusters. And then we're going to be talking about what we're going to be watching next. First, start off with that Avatar trailer. Jonathan, you just watched that trailer. We had a big interview with Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, I just can't wait. I'm so hyped for it. It looks so good. I'm glad we got to see some clear bending. We got to see, I think, each, each yeah. form uh, of bending. And it looks, so far, it looks very promising. It looks like they did a really good job. I like when you see the air scooter that it doesn't look too gimmicky or too fake, but they, I think they kind of blended it well to where you can see the air, but it's not, you know, it's not a cartoon. It's not uh, silly. Not too uh, yeah, fake, so, but I'm glad they went for it because I don't think the 2010 yeah. movie would have gone for it. And you could yeah. tell like there, and, and that's another thing too I really like about the, the trailer or things so far is those are characters I can name off of the actual series. Like yeah. King Boomy and stuff like that. Like those are characters, you know, already. Yeah. Yeah, and I like uh, getting to see some of uh, Sokka's personality come out mm -hmm. in the trailer. It's like, good. He's not, you know, same thing. He's not too kitty and overly funny, but he's, you know, more realistic to fit the character, you know, yeah. in a live action form. And that's, it's perfect. Like, let's, let's uh, see the rest of it fleshed out that way. It looks good. That's one of the things we learned during this Entertainment Weekly is really great interview with all the cast. And they were saying that Sokka is not going to be sexist or like this I, I like to think of it as like a sex crazy teenager right yeah uh, he's going to be a little bit more fleshed out and one of the things we want to focus on is the trauma on the family after the fire nation tore apart the water tribe because remember the dad's out there fighting the water tribe and stuff like that so yeah. we're going to be learning more about that that's awesome because yeah in the show i mean it's it was primarily made for kids and so we're trying not to dwell on the hardships they're dealing with but in a live action series like this which i'm pretty sure we're the target audience the kids that watched it when we were younger uh, you know, we can handle that kind of emotional turmoil or whatever. Uh, yeah. So I think it'd be cool to really kind of dwell on that heavier side of it. And they reference back to, to you know, the struggles they had uh, in their in their past or growing up, uh, mm -hmm. but not with much weight behind it. It always kind of glossed over. Uh, so it'll be kind of cool to see, see it more realistic. 
Yeah, and the, I think Sokka's a really great example of how the writers discovered who that character was as the show went on, because mm-hmm. we got to see, like, by the end, it's all about him being a leader, and that's the thing that he mm-hmm. does. Like, everybody has bending, but he's a leader. And, yeah. you know, him finding that, that sword made out of a comet and getting that made, that was a really it, yeah. big turning oh. point in his character. And all of a sudden, now yeah. Sokka actually has value, instead of just being the annoying brother that's in love with the moon princess, and then in love with and- the Kyoshi warrior and stuff, you know. And rescuing his dad and proving to his dad that he's a yeah. warrior and is, you know, getting that kind of like, no, you're, you know, better warrior than I could ever hope to be. And you're going to be, you're going to lead our people. Now he's trying to save his dad. Like, finally, we got our leader back to, to keep yeah. us going. And he's like, no, no, you know, passing the torch kind of thing. It's like, oh man, that's so cool. Cause we see Sokka grow from being that, you know, annoying little brother to being a, a strong leader. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so excited to see it in live action. Yeah, it kind of. Now that we're talking about this, and we're talking about Star Wars just before this, it reminds me much of like everybody else's Jedi's, but you still want that re- that Rebel Alliance, and he is very mm-hmm. Rebel Alliance. Like his yeah. dad was definitely Rebel Alliance out there with just a couple of the water canoes and fighting. Uh, yeah, I wonder if in the writing that was the character that we could most relate with. That's yeah. the audience's, you know, character. Yeah, maybe uh, that could be. Some of the other things we see from the trailer, of course, familiar character, familiar faces. It looks like we're getting full Fire Nation, and we've learned from the interview. They were actually going to start the show off with not them discovering Aang, but the genocide of the Air Temples. So we're actually going to see yeah. the Fire Nation's attack. Do you think we needed that? I think that's a good hook, at least, if nothing else, because the, the series before starts in the Water Nation, and you don't really know what's going on. They find Aang, but it's, it's kind of shrouded in a lot of mystery, and you don't know, you know anything about the war and stuff like that. So, I think that would really kind of start it off with like, oh shit, there's a big bat out there. We know it's it's lurking out there somewhere. Uh, and then we see our heroes and kind of start to learn their story. I think it's a good way to start it out. I especially like it with Aang's case because if we start, if you look at how the show started, Aang's this happy-go-lucky kid. They find him. He's like a bubble of, bubble of joy. We see mm-hmm. his very first episode. I think it's a two-parter. Um, he goes into Avatar State and thrashes the Fire Nation boat, right? So we're just seeing like, oh man, this kid's actually serious. But now let's think back. If we had seen him barely survive the attack on the on the air temple, and and um, you know, I, I don't think he actually just got out of the air temple thing. He didn't know about the genocide at all. But I'm sure that's how they'll play it off, right? If they're going to show it, I think the, the idea of showing it is showing that the fire that the Aang escaped it, basically. In my opinion, in my opinion, it yeah. could be wrong. Yeah, in the original show, he fled because he didn't want the pressure of of being Avatar and Avatar, then yeah. happened to get trapped in the storm. Uh, but I think but, it'd yeah, be really but, cool to see this kid who like survived this trauma, basically. Then we see that he's all joy and stuff like that, and we're like, "Oh wow, that's interesting." Kind of, we know that that under that skin layer deep, he's probably broken. And then when he goes into Avatar State, it's letting that part out. It's l- yeah. embracing the emotion and the depth that's behind the character, you know. And, and that builds this big emotional story where it would have a build up to a burst where he just like we find him in the beginning in that cocoon of ice. Yeah. He has emotionally compartmentalized, so that trauma he hasn't dealt with, it's just, you know, frozen up inside him somewhere, and eventually he's going to have to break it open and deal with it. And it, and it kind of cool. makes that, that bubbly personality a little more palatable for live action, because then it's more of a mask and his personality, like it's not just his personality, mm-hmm. but also kind of how he's coping with things. And then think about that scene where he's learning fire, fire nation, or uh, firebending too soon, firebending. Yeah. and he lets it go yeah. a little bit too much. Well, then it's like, well, if he's tapping into something, it's not, mm-hmm. not good. And- and has flashbacks which make him lose control of his emotions and lose control of his bending Ah, that'd be pretty dope yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) there's pros and cons but that would definitely make it interesting to to add that element to it 
that's the side of the the live action that I'm looking forward to the most. It's like let's see if we could kind of stretch out some of these characters and see if we can make things, you know, like we're talking seasons from now, but once they get into that bloodbending, how's that bloodbending going oh, to relate to, you know, on screen and stuff? It's going to be so many cool things. That's going to be it. That episode will be like a horror movie. That'll be so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and just the, this is the deep, like, I don't even know how, like, guilt that Aang would feel knowing that he was there when the Fire Nation attacked and he yeah. fled and he's the only one of them that survived. And yet he's the only one that could have potentially saved everybody. The avatar that's supposed to protect people. He wasn't ready for it, but I, that's the title you're given. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, I, maybe I could have done something. And it's like, no, there's nothing you could have done. Yeah. Well, in the Avatar state, he would have channeled all the other ones, whether you're he right. really tried to. Yeah, he probably so, could have stopped the Fire see, Nation. Yeah, was it... Uh, and they were probably hunting was, him down, but they was why they went to the Air Temple, to hunt him down. So, yeah. it's like, if I didn't exist at all, they wouldn't even come for me. God, okay. After they're done with the show, they gotta make a what-if series about <laughs> it. <laughs> like, he would stay there and fight, and he channels, he becomes a white, uh, a flame dragon that is yeah. uh, Fire Lord, or uh, Avatar... Ozai? Sozin? Sozin. I'm so <laughs> yeah. I'm so discredited now. I can't remember the former fire uh, fire uh, bending avatar. Yeah, it's Sozin. Um, it's his comic. Sozin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, imagine if he channels him and and he's so enraged, channeling through Aang that he forms a fire dragon that fights off the Fire Nation. Oh my god, oh, that'd be dope. One so of the dope. things that they're changing too is we're not going to have Sozin's comment, so it's not going to be. Oh, okay. The I think That's the reason they're doing that. They put on the. Well, yeah. the, if they do, so the kids are aging like crazy. They're saying that since yeah. audition, it's been a few years, and like Aang's not a little kid anymore. He's very much entering into that preteen, teenage stuff. So they're like, okay, we're gonna have to kind of change the age of these kids as they go. So if we think about this, say we fast forward five seasons, and they're fighting the Fire Nation on their doorsteps, they're gonna be young adults doing it, and it's gonna be yeah. different than what we're used to as a show. So they kind of have to. Ch- they can't have like, oh, in two years. Susan's comment's going to be here because the kids are going to way older than that. So that's why they're just getting rid of it off, off the table. But I mean, they could write it in and, and time lapse between, you know, uh, three episodes building the characters and then a time lapse that skips forward a year and a half. Yeah. To where, oh shit, the comment's almost here and he hasn't finished training. He's learned, you know, water bending and starting on earth bending, but he still needs to find his fire bending teacher. I'm interested to see Combustion Man too when they put him in there, how that's going to play out. Yeah. Season three, cool. I think, right? Combustion Man. That's that when season three? Zuko's starting to work with him is in that season. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm looking forward to. They said in the Entertainment Weekly uh, interview that they Zuko and Aang, that's one of the things they're most excited for, showing that in live action. That mm-hmm. hatred into brothers, like that transition yeah. is going to be such <sighs> a fun transition on live action. Yeah. yeah. And because you see from the beginning, like Aang's always reaching out the olive branch, but Zuko's just swatting it away. Yeah. And then finally he breaks down, realizes, you know, who he really is and all that stuff. And we see in that trailer, uh, the blue spirit. Right which there, is, right behind me. Oh, yeah. So dope, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, John three 3D printed that, and it's like, you should just mass, mass make those. <laughs> That's crazy. <Right. laughs> uh, yeah, which is kind of the first time we see something more to Zuko. And speaking of something they could delve into more, more Blue Spirit, because we only got him once. Oh, yeah. And he's mm-hmm. such a beloved character aspect in the fandom, and yet only in one episode, only for a moment. So, boy, they could really well, fill that out. We see him later on. We only see him once in season one, probably. When do we I see know him he again? puts a mask on again in the Earth Kingdom when uh, Aang gets captured and he's in uh, the uh, the uh, Lee. Yeah, um, Lake Lao guy. Okay. Oh, I didn't know he when used they, it there too. Okay. They, yeah, remember they get invited to Lake Lao guy. Uh, but I'm pretty sure 
God, I'm I'm terrible. I'm losing all kinds of. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna rewatch it. I gotta rewatch the old X Men too because we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. But I think I have to yeah, go through I'm, another watch of. I've already watched it a few times, but I watched it again. Uh, Avatar. It, there's definitely a point where uh, the mask comes off and Aang saves Zuko, knowing that the blue spirit was him. That's right. Yeah, they're like in a cave. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, I think that's right. Lake Lauda right. under under that lake. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, John. So now we need to we need to dive into that more. I want to know like, did he get that mask from his mom or something like that? Or oh, yes, oh god, yeah, read the, the comics in the comics. It, yeah, okay. oh, I I still have more to read too, but okay, it's a good story. <laughs> so what we're gonna do? We're gonna kind of shift conversations now, but I want to let you guys know we're gonna do a special Geek Freaks right before the release of Avatar. I'm hoping Jonathan will be on with, with me. It's gonna be all preview and talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender. We're gonna go into what we know from the comic books. Um, you know more than I do, but I do know some from the comics. And all that stuff like that. So that'll be fun. We're going to dive into it, kind of get you guys all hyped up for Avatar. And then, of course, we're going to review it. And then we're going to review it here and we'll do a review over at um, Challenge Accepted stuff. That'll be fun. All the episodes and are releasing at once. That's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you guys want to see a live stream of us when we watch it. We can probably do that too. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I can, see, I can see doing that. <laughs> I know. That, that might be more work, but <laughs> it is. But we'll figure uh, it out. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to the next show that we got, we got the Ghostbusters, a, a full length, finally, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Now, I, mm. I grew up in the 80s. You're, you're just shy of that. Ghostbusters mm. is such an 80s classic thing. And the thing I really want to focus on in this conversation is how they're doing nostalgia this time. And I think this is the best way I've seen a nostalgia handled, where mm. we have that new cast. And I'm excited to watch that new cast. They feel like the old cast. They have some connections. But also, the old cast is there, too. And they're bringing in the flavor. They're not necessarily the focus, but they are that extra punch. And so mm. I... Think they're answering everybody's calls to action. I think this is perfect. What are your thoughts? So you think instead of instead of passing the torch, they're handing the kid the flashlight. So dad's gonna keep working on the car, but the kid's gonna hold the flashlight and watch it. Like until the point in the next generation. Until yeah. the point when the, the modem needs to be fixed and the dad and the kid's fixing the modem and the dad's like, "What's that now?" And so I think that's what yeah. we're seeing. We're seeing that transition. Uh, okay. Because yeah. right now, you like see their different skills. Yes. Nice. Um, okay. We're seeing like a, with this one in the new trailer, we saw one of the new toys they have is the drone that can catch them up in the sky. That's definitely mm -hmm. new Ghostbusters, not old Ghostbusters. <laughs> and so that's going to be a fun tool for the kids to be like, check this thing out. We got drones now yeah. and drone up. And uh, I just, uh, it just looks so fun. I like that idea. Just a fun movie to watch. Yeah, yeah that does look good. I still, I, I'm totally getting fired for this, but I haven't seen Afterlife yet. But I did buy the old, what? the first two. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. I know. I did buy the first two because my whole thing was like, oh, I don't want to watch that until I rewatch the old ones because I haven't seen them since I was like 10 or something. Oh my God, Jonathan. Uh, so I, I watched the, the original one recently, or yeah, you know, I say recently, six months ago. Um, so I'll watch number two and Afterlife before this one comes out. I cannot believe I watched Afterlife. I've watched it like three times in theaters. <laughs> I just it was just oh, a geez. fun yeah, it was just a fun movie. I went with like Daniel. Daniel's like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, let's go watch Afterlife again. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, definitely watch that. You know, watch the old ones too. You don't need to, but you can. And I know mm -hmm. you got to watch Deadpool as well. Yeah. So oh man. Yeah, yeah I'll get there. You got that movie pass, so you could you won't be falling behind again. Uh, what I need to do is make a, an actual like list. Maybe I need to do it on paper or something because I keep losing track of the thing that I need to watch. So I end up just watching whatever. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many things that's like, oh yeah, I totally want to watch that, and then I forget it. I don't write it down. Somewhere. That has to be an app. There has to be an app for that. Yeah. If I've not, I'll make it. it. I don't know how to. I don't know how to make apps. But yeah, if you if everyone listening, if you know how, help us out. We want an app called like Q or something like that. The list, whatever where your friends can pitch to you things that you should watch or, or read or entertainment restaurants to go to, whatever. And you can swipe them off your list or keep them there. 
we can move into the top and priority, something like that. But somewhere that you can look when, you know, your wife's like, hey, we should go on a date night. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, Joe suggested we should go to that hot dog joint down the street. Yeah. And I really like the idea of following that app. It also said, like, I think you'll like this one because it reminds me Mm -hmm. of this movie. That's really good. Because if I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood to watch Kingsman. Oh, then you should watch Argyle because it's like that. That, That would be perfect. And within it, it's very simple to add links to where like, oh, yeah, I do want to check out that restaurant. Here's a link to the website or the address or here's a link to Fandango so I could get the tickets for that movie that they suggested or whatever. Make it smart. What uh, uh, going back to this, what other franchises can you think of that's handled this like bringing back because everybody's doing it right. Everybody's bringing back the old stuff. Nobody makes anything new. Can you think of anybody that's handled it this well? Why think about it? I'll mention Star Trek Generations, which brought the next mm-hmm. gen and the original cast together in one movie. That was pretty cool, but yeah, this one's just handling. I think uh, even better than that. I can't think of. I mean, I can't think of any movies that have been. I know there's been tons of them. I can't think of any movies or series that we've had remade recently. I hate when they like Ghostbusters even tried it. Ghostbusters came out with the new cast, and I don't care about oh, it's all girls. Like I still enjoyed it. It was still a fun movie, but it it yeah. felt like it was abandoning the old one. When this one's definitely not. This one's definitely like no. This is a part of the old one, and I think that's key. Yeah. Because that way yeah, you're not that just... that other one felt like a standalone for sure. It felt like standalone, felt like it was just like, oh, this is a whole new thing. That's not how you're going to capture the same love. Like if they... I think Men in Black is a good thing to bring back right now. Like I think they should do a brand new oh, Men in Black. Yeah. You better yeah. have Tommy Lee Jones or something like that doing a quick wink at camera. Will Smith, you yeah. know, like he's... We're past Slapgate enough. I'm ready for him to come back. <laughs> um, you know, we better, we better get him oh. on camera. I talked about it on here a couple weeks ago and it's still to me, I feel dumb saying it, but mean girls was such a good movie. I don't know why I liked it so much. Uh, so if you liked the original one, definitely go watch that. Do they have any of the original it, cast? Uh, yeah. So Lindsay Lohan plays the judge in the, um, oh, cool. math competition that they do. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's more. Oh yeah. Duh. Um, Tina Fey yeah. play, plays the character, the teacher that she was. And I believe the same actor that was the principal, uh, is, the principal again in this one. I'm so, sure there's more. I just don't remember. But it just yeah, feels like the next generation then, not necessarily like a whole new retelling of the story then. Well, it is the story like word for word. Oh, uh, okay. It is not word for word. They did make changes Fun and stuff days, like that, yeah. but it's, yeah, very much follows more or less the same events of the original movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, to me, I think it's better than the original one for sure. That's crazy because I know a lot of people are like worshiping the original one. You, yeah, you know what's funny to me is is you have game you have movie pass now, so you're watching a lot more movies, right? Um, mm-hmm. You've seen both the the top two movies in the box office. You haven't really talked about it much. One is Mean Girls. The other one's The Beekeeper. What are your thoughts on The Beekeeper? Oh yeah, The Beekeeper was actually really good. So I, I would say if you like like I like old John Claude Van Damme movies. We watched those Classic. a lot when we were kids. Or Jason Statham movies in general are really good, but they're really good like B movies. They're really good like kind of I just want to see explosions of fast cars. Yeah. And have a, a half decent plot line that I could follow through the middle of it. Uh, this is the best of that genre, I think. This is a really good B big action movie. Uh, For real? I, wow, I know, that's high praise. Because we used to watch a lot of those and, and would love them. I couldn't tell you because we've seen Hard Target, you know, John Claude Van yeah. <laughs> with the terrible accents. Um, yeah. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, they did a real good job with him being, I mean, he, he always plays the same yeah. version of himself, which I like. Uh, but they did a good job with him kind of breaking the system and pointing out that all you know uh, criminals think they can get away with stuff, but they sleep on a pillow like everybody else. They're not safe. Even if you are behind, you know, guarded by ten guards, 
he's guard number seven. You don't realize it kind of thing. Like oh, he can cool. infiltrate whatever you're, yeah, whatever you're, you're in. So, uh, it's just, it was just really well done. So I would definitely say check it out. And it, and it very much, uh, has like a modern twist in it where okay. it's not, you know, the old criminals that are cryptocurrency or something like that. Yeah. So what it is, it's, it's scammers, scammers that are taking money from old people. And oh ooh, man, like, I do want to hate those. I hate those people. That's perfect. Yeah. And they, ha- they make this little network and it's all about just turning over numbers and you get somebody on the hook and then you, you know, convince them to click on a certain button on your computer. And before you know it, their oh bank God. accounts are emptied out and somebody he knows and cares about gets scammed. And he's like, okay, so this whole system needs to get destroyed from, you know, from the ground up. And he does it. He gets it all the way to the end. It's pretty dang awesome. I'm so much more invested because I hate when like action movies nowadays, you know, those somebody's got to still employ John Travolta or whatever. They make these B movies that are terrible and it's always like, oh, these guys from another country are bringing drugs in our, it's like, oh my God, that's like so overdone or not even real half the time. That's a real problem. I would love to see those people punched in the (laughs) face. So now I want to watch Jason Statham do They do a good job at making you really hate the characters, the the bad guys. And oh, um, the kid from Hunger Games that plays PETA is the, one of the main villains. He's a villain. Oh, he doesn't name. seem like a villain. He's yeah. He's on yeah. Freddy, uh, Five Nights at Freddy too. Yeah, he plays a real douche knuckle. <laughs> you're, douche gonna, knuckle. you're gonna love to hate him. Oh god, that's a terrible <laughs> yeah. term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, it's, it's 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 good. If you don't watch it in theaters, at least you know stream it or whatever when it comes out because okay. it's a good movie. We need to grade our movies. I was gonna bring this up to Thomas too. Grade our movies on that like theater buy rent stream pass. Like that's probably a good rubric. <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes yeah. it's just like, I'll wait till I could like rent it for $2.99 on YouTube before I go bother. Yeah, if you, if you want to go to the movies and there's nothing else calling out to you, definitely watch that one. But if you don't feel like going to the movies just for it, then yeah, wait, wait, but, but definitely see it when it's out on streaming or yeah. for rent. I wanted to talk to you about it because it's, it's one of those movies where Mean Girls is getting all this popular praise, but those two mm-hmm. are like neck and neck at the box office these last couple of weeks, like boom, 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 going back and forth. You're like, no, there's yeah. a ground swelling for Beekeeper, though. That's actually building mm-hmm. up there. So that's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go into our next thing here. Xbox sadly laid off 1,900 employees. The reason this really sucks is this comes after they just bought Activision Blizzard. So a lot of these people are Activision Blizzard employees, Blizzard employees specifically. Mm-hmm. We just lost the president, Mike Ybarra. Um, and, and so not only that, but also a record-breaking year for Activision Blizzard, money-wise. They made the most money that last year that they've ever had. Ten, I think, ten billion. What do you, what do you, what do we do about this as as a consumer? How can we voice our frustration? What do we do? You gotta talk to your politicians, I guess, because it's it's these anti-monopoly laws that we need to, you know, put more into because these companies just merging together. That's just a very common byproduct of big companies merging is you don't need two receptionists at the front desk. You Redundancies, just, yeah. Th- yeah, you thin it out. And like, well, we had two big companies doing two big jobs and we got to pick as a consumer. And now it's just one big company doing one job. So we have less choices as a consumer, less competition in the industry, and 1,900 people that just lost their jobs. So like, where are they going to go? Maybe they're going to go to the mom and pop, you know, developer that's trying to make a game, but there's not enough of those staying afloat to yeah. take on 1,900 people. So their careers just got wasted but they spent all this time investing into into a certain skill set and now they're gonna be working at starbucks or wendy's or something like that and that's devastating for these people so do you think that's an unannounced uh, assumption when they're gonna buy activision blizzard like microsoft already knew hey, we're gonna let go about 1900 people um do you think they knew that going in 
And, or was that something after they got the books? They're like, oh, we don't need this many people. What do you think? Well, I think before they do an acquisition like that, they go through each other's books probably. Or, or, That's fair. Or determine like, is this, they have to have a, a financial plan. If we buy this for X amount of you know billions, how much millions per month or year or whatever can it make? As they do all the smart people math stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in that, I'm sure they had to uh, estimate about how much they'll have to cut in you know, labor costs. And th- that, that was probably already calculated, I imagine. You're saying we get a hold of our politicians. What else can we do? I don't know. I mean, we could boycott you know, Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft, any of them to, to protest it. But I really, I really don't know. I've never done anything to make any significant change. What do you think? Well, as a whole, though, we could make a significant change. Now, here's my problem with that, because you're, you're talking to a guy here, obviously, as a Blizzard diehard now, obviously part of this whole conglomerate, right? And I pay $15 yeah. a month to World of, to World of Warcraft for Blizzard. I have mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, it both either gold or cash, but generally gold, but nevertheless. So uh, my, my, my thinking is if I stop paying and if enough of us stopped paying and all of a sudden, oh boy, they're filling it. What's their reaction? Is it going to be, oh, we messed up. Let me hire that 1900 back. Or is it, let me lay off more to make up for the loss. Yeah. It would be nice to think the nice answer would be their solution is, oh man, we should bring back those employees and, mm-hmm. or build another division that we can then rehire these employees into or something like that. But they'll probably say, oh, man, we lost 20% of our World of Warcraft subscriptions. Let's just delete that game. Oh. Let's stop supporting World of Warcraft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a dying game because when we bought the company, the fans seem to not be interested in it anymore. It's costing us too much money to run. So let's just phase it out and we'll reinvest that money somewhere else. It's like they'll probably just keep strip mining the company until it makes them profit. After this conversation, I'm going to sub to two different accounts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just have a couple extras. Please don't. That's my escape from this world. Um, uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think our best option as a consumer is to voice our opinion and voice it often and loud. Social media mm-hmm. is garbage a lot of times, let's be honest. But it is a place where we could, you know, find other people with like-minded, you know, ideas. We like to talk about Star Wars. We talked about Avengers and Star Wars just now. But it's also a place where they can get real life feedback and that echo can reach them. So if you guys are complaining on Twitter, on threads, Instagram and whatnot, Facebook, if you're using Facebook and you're over 50, then go for it. And and I think we need to I think we really need a voice. And I think we need to retweet when somebody posts something Geek freaks did right away. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's our best bet. I, I just don't know what else we can do. It just sucks, you know. Also take a step back and look at other game developers and see where's the next World True. of Warcraft game coming from. It might not be Blizzard. You might find an indie game that is so much fun. You know, the a, a new Minecraft, get in it when it's yeah. early and it's, you know, being developed so you can help shape it and enjoy it while it's fresh before some big, you know, corporation takes it over or something like that. Yeah, that does remind me. We have the Capital Creative Showcase coming up in April, guys, which we, we go to. It's a big thing for us. We like to do as much as we can for them because it's supporting our local community and the video game developers that are people that have just a computer and time and effort and make the game themselves. That's the ideal mm-hmm. game developer. And so we're going to be doing that in April. I want to do a quick shout out to any of the podcasters who might be listening to us. If you're from the Sacramento area, come and hang out with us. Uh, reach us on DMs, on emails, any way you can reach us. Let me talk to you. Uh, we could get you interviewing a lot of these cool developers. Share their voice. They'll share your podcast. It's a good back and forth and just meet the vibrant community of video game developers here in Sacramento. So I just wanted to get that out too while we're talking about the indie developers. All right, last bit of news before we uh, call it a day. We got our Supergirl finally announced. It's going to be Millie Alcock 
going to be Supergirl for the DCU. So she's going to be in the Superman Legacy, which is the first movie of the DCU. This is James Gunn, Peter Saffron's universe. And then she's going to have her right. own that's based off of the Supergirl uh, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, Millie Alcock, House of the Dragon, she is Princess Rhaenyra from the first half of the show. What do you think about that? Yeah, and she was already, you know, maybe like 11 or something like that when we saw her there. Yeah. So by the time they get to filming and stuff on this, she's probably, I don't know what, 14, 16, 15 years yeah, old. probably around there. Yeah, she should be there. Okay. And that's how so. Supergirl, I think, does well I, I, in contrast mm -hmm. to Superman. She is the older cousin, but there's some timey-wimey stuff that messes it up. But yeah, I think that, that works yeah. out really well. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I think that'll be that'll be pretty cool. I don't know. I wonder how, how they're going to write her. Is she going to be like the classic Americana, you know, good girl superhero? Or is she going to have a more modern twist of, you know, uses profanity or something like that something to make her you know i don't know I, relate know, better with the modern woman i don't know the casting for this superman legacy coming up i mean it is all straight from page casting i mean i mean yeah. jimmy olsen looks like jimmy olsen superman looks like yeah. so i don't don't think james gunn wants to very veer off of it too much i think he's just like look i've yeah. got a I got a home run i just got to hit the ball and i think that's what he's doing Plus, from what we're hearing is Supergirl is going to be kind of one of those characters that like, yeah, Superman, we see when, you know, go from movie to movie. But Supergirl might be that kind of Wong like character for the MCU that kind of just weaves a lot of the movies together a lot of times, which I'm, I'm cool with that. I think it'd be really fun to have a kind of a Superman level character doing that. Yeah. OK. So Millie Alcock got that. And then we also hear from Daredevil um, that uh, what's his name? Wilson Bethel is returning. So Bullseye will be in the new season of, of Daredevil. So we have some set photos to show that the sign on the new attorney's agency or attorney's office is going to be Nelson Murdoch on page, which is a follow through from the Netflix series when they're like, oh, we're going to make it, you know, so page is part of the attorney office. What do you think about mm -hmm. sharing set photos? I, sh I talked about this on threads and it was split pretty 50 50 on whether or not people should set share set photos or not. What do you think? Uh, like actors are sharing photos. No, people people are watching them film, taking pictures of it, posting online, and then of course, like it's exciting to share uh, that. But like, also, if you were to just wait for the show to come out, that would have been a cool reveal. That oh, mm -hmm. look, Karen Page is part of the attorney's office now. And I like from a business standpoint, I think you're kind of hurting the studio by doing that kind of stuff because you're leaking out their their shock and awe, the thing that someone's gonna see, you know, hinted at in a trailer that's gonna get them to want to watch the show. And, you know, paying to watch the show is one thing, but how much you enjoy it when it comes out is another. And if they're getting these leaks so that are just kind of ruining that excitement, then that ruins the the product and, and it's bad for that company. So I'd say, it, like, as much as we like that stuff, let's speculate without ruining it. Let's not go to the set and actually, you know, yeah, it, it's it's spoilers. We don't I you never want to hear a spoiler or something that you're excited about. So, yeah, I think we should not do that not take set photos and leak them yeah i think you're right and then with deadpool like we know a lot of the characters that are in deadpool because people are just taking with super great lenses taking pictures mm -hmm. from half a mile away of like oh hey look at that character that everybody knows is on set yeah. so it means mean they're coming back i think what we'll do as a podcast in that sense and i'll do it on our social media as well is do clear spoilers saying mm -hmm. if you guys want to see this picture of you know the sign that proves that karen's part of the you know then i'll make sure to share it that way, yeah. but I think that's especially our best once it's already been leaked on the internet. You know, it's everywhere else. I think it's okay for yeah. us to go ahead and share what other people have leaked. But the people that are going out there and finding it, another thing is the studios. You know, we have to pay X amount 
in general on average or whatever to watch these movies and TV shows and stuff. If the studios have to invest more in security and put up a dome around their studio or something like that, we're going to pay it. We have to, you know, they have to put tall curtains that are 10 feet or or 50 feet or something stupid like that. Make a a golf course net all the way around, but, you know, Mm -hmm. closed in like it would be dumb or, or, you know, protect from drones. And they got somebody out there with a shotgun shooting down drones or something. I don't know, but it seems ridiculous, but (laughs) yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, but in the end, if they do have to take those measures to protect their their product, then we're going to be the ones that have to pay for it by higher ticket prices or streaming prices or whatever. So let's not try and ruin the product that we like to see so much. Let's be patient, get excited, make guesses of what we think it's going to be, and then That's find fun. out yeah, when like it comes it. out on TV. Yeah. yeah. So let's go ahead and get into what's coming up next. Uh, we have a lot of good movies. And so we're starting to get into that, you know, new year, new movie, new series thing. Obviously, yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender, we're super excited for. Another one that's coming out this month is we have Madam Web. What's your high, hype level for Madam Web? Oh, so I was already hyped when I saw the trailers. The fact that there's a little touch of time travel in it, but it's not too, hopefully not exploiting this flexibility of manipulating time. Yeah. It looks really good to me. And then my wife said, hey, I totally want to see that movie when it comes out. I'm like, what? You want to see a good action movie? I'm down. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be seeing that in theaters as soon as it comes out. That's coming out on Valentine's Day. You guys going to watch it on Valentine's Day? Uh, maybe the weekend after, but I, I, we talked about maybe going Valentine's Day, but it's like a Wednesday, so I don't know. Stay up late, but maybe. And then this is actually March 1st, but it's just so close. I'm super excited for it. And that's going to be Dune, too. So I think we're going to have to do a special oh. like Dune preview show as yeah. well for Dune. Uh, you and me did a post yeah. one for the last one I really liked, so I think we'll have to do the same thing for Dune. Yeah, for sure. I got to rewatch that. <laughs> I got to rewatch that for sure. <laughs> also, did you ever watch the show Abbott Elementary? Oh, I love Abbott Elementary. Yeah. It's kind of. Uh, OK, OK. Yeah. Uh, the next season is in uh, starting in February, too. OK. And that's one of that's one of the few shows that I mean, me, me and my wife watch a lot of TV together, I guess. But there's not a lot of shows that she really gets engaged with. So it's one of the few that she really likes. Uh, so it's a fun, fun thing to watch together. Good family friendly show. OK, that's a good one. That's a good one. The next big movie that I'm going to be watching this and we're going to be reviewing it on both this podcast and I might get something up challenge accepted is going to be Argyle. It's coming out February 2nd. Mm. Uh, that's that's yes. created by the team that did um, Kingsman. And the quick mm. synopsis of that is it's an author who writes spy thrillers and finds out that it's all true. So shit goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Were you planning on watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith? On Prime, I haven't I haven't planned on it, but are you gonna? I love the old one. I should watch it. I do like the the cast. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love Donald Glover, so I I would love to see something else with him in it. But I didn't care for the old Mister and Mrs. Smith that much. It wasn't, you know, one of my favorite. It was a movie back then. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I've I've debated about it. I do have Prime, so I might give it a couple episodes. Especially, I should, you know what I should do? I should give it a couple episodes watching it with the wife because if she likes it, then it's it's a uh, you know, for sure, it's something that we could watch together because uh, there's not a lot of those, but that might be a good hook for her to get her into another kind of action show too. And I, I mentioned this at the, I mentioned this to you at the gym, but I think Zorro would be a good show for her too. I think she'd really like Zorro. Brand new show uh-huh. out on Prime, and it's one of those things where yeah. it was not advertised. I totally totally forgot it. It was releasing, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm hearing a buzz from uh, people who are you know Zorro fans with a Zorro audience. Anyways, like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. thing's good. So check that out. That might be really good. For <laughs> Got the telenovela vibe yeah. is what I'm seeing. So, you know, that's yeah. fun to watch sometimes. Might have, to, might have to be something I'll actually read the subtitles and follow pretty closely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Halo. 
Oh, yeah, is that coming out this month? There's a Halo's coming uh, out February? in a couple days. Oh, no way. Yep. I thought we had a I thought we had like a whole another month. Oh, okay, yeah. I definitely can't wait to see the next season of Halo. Coming out on the eighth. You know, so are they doing it uh one episode at a time or are we gonna get the whole season? That dropped? one's one episode at a time, and honestly, thank God. I know last time it was too, but yeah. I was hoping that they would kind of like just give us give us all like I, I mean, maybe they're trying to get people hooked and subscriptions or something like that. But hey, now we like it. Just go ahead and give us the whole season. So for that one, what we're going to do when it's one episode at a time, when we're going to review every episode on Challenge Accepted, which Thomas isn't going to be back yet after probably about mid-February, so you don't mind, that'd be really nice. I'll do it with you, yeah. Okay. But we're also going to review that first episode on Geek Freaks and the entire season on Geek Freaks, so you'll get a little bit of that too on Geek Freaks, like we normally do. But I think from what we're seeing, it's everything we Mm -hmm. wanted from the first season, and uh, they did mention that they're going to be more character-driven, so you're going to learn more about Master Chief, and it's going to be actually feeling like him alone out on that Halo like how it yeah. is when you're a player. I like that idea. I, I think this is going to be good. I think if you're a fan of the first one, you're going to like it. I think if you weren't a fan of the first one, there might be something there that you didn't see from before. You're saying that it it sounds like Arbiter's going to be in the season, right? From the trailers, I'm seeing an elite that looks like he's a little extra badass that has yeah. to be Arbiter, I think. I wonder if there... I know it's it's got to be super heavy CGI to... to I mean, expensive to yeah. have an elite on screen or have most of them, really any of them. Um, but to make him like a big character where we start to, you know, see character development in him, I wonder if they would do that with having to constantly put CGI on screen. You know what I mean? I think they have to. I think there's some things that you just have to do. You have to have Cortana. You have to have the Covenant. You have to have a Halo yeah. and you have to have Arbiter. Because, I mean, he's so, he's he's Halo 2 and then he's gone. He's not there the entire time, but he yeah. is a pinnacle character for that beginning of the Flood, understanding yeah. the Covenant side of things. I think he's important for that, you know. Yeah, because we, I just hope they don't hope they don't do something to like cover his face or try to cut corners on the CGI. You know, like yeah. he's communicating through audio only. And then we just see him like in the distance jumping off rocks or something. You know, uh, hopefully yeah. they, they do the, the close up, you know, when it seems natural. I don't know. In my opinion, you can cut back on ship CGI like we don't need as many ships if I can get an arbiter, especially if he voiced mm-hmm. by Keith David. Because that would be, uh, if we have actual, the original Arbiter's voice, Goliath, yeah. talking to our Master Chief. Oh, yes, I'm there for that. That'd be so cool. Yeah. And, and I think they did a good job already establishing kind of the scale that they can do these big ship shots and stuff like yeah. that. So, like you're saying, like, at this point, maybe do a couple big ship, ship shots when you're getting to location mm-hmm. on the ring. And then once you're on the ring, you don't need that. Maybe yeah, get some forced. some open, yeah, get some open views every once in a while so you could see the ring, or you should really see the ring in all the backgrounds, but mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. When you said that, that right away reminded me, like, that is the most important thing on a Halo game, is that you have the ability to <laughs> yeah. look up the ring all the way around you. Like, that's such a yeah. big deal. <laughs> I didn't the think about that on the show. In the background. <laughs> but yeah, that means it's got a, a CGI element to every nature scene, pretty much. Yeah. This has got to be an expensive show for them to make. It, you know, but Paramount kills it. Like, if you think about how they do the Star Trek shows, which I'm rewatching season two of Next Gen of uh, Stranger Things right now. Stranger Things, Stranger <laughs> World, Stranger Worlds. My brain <laughs> is so dead. Stranger um, Things is good too. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to that soundtrack. That's why I'm all tied up right now. But uh, and it's just like, man, this is MCU, if not better, level CGI on this TV show for Paramount on Paramount Plus. It's not used a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think they know that they got a lot of Star Trek fans, though. When you know, I think once they got into this whole Paramount streaming thing, and they had all the Star Trek on there, then it's like, oh, people are watching this stuff all the time. Okay, that's 
those are the fans that are keeping the lights on. Let's dump some more money in that direction. And and I think that might be the reason Paramount Plus isn't going to go anywhere because if you look at like, um, so if you look at CBS's own prop, prop, properties, you have the Star Trek fans, you have the Halo fans, you've got Survivor fans that are never going to not sub to because of that Amazing Race and whatnot, Big Brother, yada yada. But if you look at like Netflix, I mean, I could sub to watch the next Stranger Things and then I could unsub. I'm not like tied to anything that's always going to be you know established to them. That's true. Yeah, they, they always have some hot fresh thing coming out that you want to see, but then it does. It's not a reoccurring thing. It's right. you wait for the next the next you know groundbreaking show or something i do the same thing with hbo yeah i'm in between right now on hbo yeah. which normally you know i love it all right we're gonna wrap things up jonathan uh i'm gonna go let's do recommendations my recommendation to you guys is go check out argyle to me it feels like it's the beginning of movie season with this movie it's nice popcorn flick uh kingsman is so good if you haven't seen kingsman before please go check that out it's the same team that's making this and they're gonna make more kingsman as well but they just this is a side thing um mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be a fun little flick and it's it's henry cavill you just can't go wrong Bryce Dallas Howard, I, I'll watch anything she does, both directing or acting. So, yeah, that's yeah. my that's my suggestion. One thing I'm kind of excited about Argyle to go. I do want to see it. The trailer looks good. I like that we didn't hear about it like four years ago, and then get yeah. promised it two years ago, and then finally it's out now. There's so many things that just get stretched so long. It was like, hey, in a couple of weeks you're gonna see this movie, and sure enough, it's out. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's a great, you know, get me excited about it, and then give yeah. it to me. Don't get me excited about it, and then make me cry for months. <laughs> You know what I Waiting love? Waiting for Avatar to come out. I first heard about this movie at a post on a poster at the theaters, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then I looked into it. Yeah. I was like, when's yeah. the last time that's happened? At a theater, seeing a poster <laughs> that is like, oh, shit, this worked. <laughs> you know, I, I, that makes me think, too. I can't imagine this not happening in the not-too-distant future with you know, LED screens and stuff are so cheap now. It, those movie theater posters, obviously, right now, they're still usually paper, but a yeah. screen poster would just be smart and easy to change out. But if you stand in front of that poster for more than five seconds or something like that, the trailer starts playing in its place. Oh, Imagine how cool that would be. That's genius. Yep. That is genius. Wow. Yep. That's and then, idea. you know, a, a poster is the wrong orientation. So the top can be the, the title in big yep. letters. The bottom can be like the cast or fun facts or maybe just like a, a picture of the, the album art cover or whatever, the DVD yeah. cover, whatever. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be that'd be pretty darn smart. That's smart. Yeah, QR code where it'll go to the YouTube video if you want to watch it on your phone while you're walking. That's but at the idea. same time, the theater probably wants to get your money. You watch your movie and then get out so sure. the next people can get That's in. True. So they probably yeah, don't for, want me standing standing there for an hour. For Christmas, Thomas gave me uh, sent me a movie poster and it looks like it's like a legit movie poster for Hook because mm -hmm. that was well, the oh, first movie yeah. that we did. And so oh, it, it's huge. It's so huge. But it's like, <laughs> man, this is a this is a cool ass movie poster. And yeah. uh, man, what a, it's just I love back in the day in the 90s and the 80s when they used to just like straight up hand paint things, mm -hmm. like a, not just a picture of the cast. It's, it's yeah. Uh, so my recommendation, I started watching a show on Netflix. I was trying to watch something else and it didn't work and I was kind of lost. <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't have a cue. Nobody made me an app yet, so I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to be watching. I went on Netflix and I found the show called Louder Milk that came out not too long ago. Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is it is fun. It's funny. It's uh, it's got the main guy from uh, Office Space which I, uh, that's probably aging me already. I'm sure that's a pretty old movie by now. Uh, but he plays the same character and it's about his mundane life where he's uh, a, uh, what do you call it? Like a AA meeting sponsor or leader yeah. uh, for rehabilitation and whatnot. Uh, but it's just super funny and you should totally check it out. And you were telling me about this like as it. Will Sasso as well. So if you guys are Mad TV fans, yeah. Will Sasso in there. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those guys that are like, all right, I'll watch it. It's got Will Sasso. Or like he, he pops up in Moms about like, you know, halfway through on the Moms show, which yeah. is a good show if you haven't seen that. 
Um, yeah. He pops up as the boyfriend of one of them. I'm like, oh my god, Will Sasso's on this. This just got way better. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Love that. And at first I thought he was going to be like not very important. And then you find out like, oh no, he's like almost the second main character. He's That's cool. really, really key to the main character. So yeah, I like it. What was the name of it again? So everybody could hear Louder Milk. Like the milk has been too quiet. You want to turn it up to have Louder Milk. That's louder the guy's milk. last name. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's our recommendations for the week. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Again, we're going to have a review for Argyle and so much more. Check us out next week. Thank you for hanging out. Bye. Bye. Bye.